Okay, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of a、uh, hundred books a year. Today, I want to get started on a new book. Uh, it's called The Myth of Ownership. It's uh written by a philosopher named Thomas Nagel. Uh, to be honest, I <laughs> I misclicked. Um, I was I was listening to a Sam Harris podcast, and then they talk about Nagel. So I was doing some research, and I found this book. I was going to、uh, save it for the list, but I accidentally I I purchased it on my Kindle, and I was like, "Yeah, what the hell? I'll I'll read it and then see what's going on." So this book is primarily about taxes and ownership and kind of like dabbling deep into the realm of political philosophy. And for me, I I haven't read that many political philosophy, right?、Um, So this is a new thing for me, and to be honest, I'm not a tax expert, but I do believe that taxes are something that deserve to think about it more, right? I'm. Let me put it like another way. I I think taxes are 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 something that most people have a very binary or polar or a or very very like. Polarizing view, right? Either we should raise it and we should lower it. That's it, right? Raise it who for who, lower it for who. That's it. But I think it deserves some more contemplation in that sense. It it deserves more thinking, more thoughts on the subject. So I'm gonna do my best. I I have some notes here. I don't know how long I'm gonna go through. I I don't know. Maybe it'll be today. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. But I do have some thoughts on it, and then. I kind of share it with you guys. So, in a capitalist economy, right, taxes are not just a method of payment for government and public services, but taxes are also the most important instrument by which the political system puts into a practice of conception of an economics and dis- distributive justice, right. So that is sort of like the. Thomas Nagel's definition on taxes, right? So it's really less about paying the government or you know paying the bills for a road or for a highway. It's really about how we perceive the economic perspective in a capitalistic society, and also how do we distribute it in in terms of wealth. So it's really about how do we determine. Who gets what and why they get that much, or how do we contribute to the government? And tax policy is not set by forces, really outside of the of the society, but they are, but they must be somewhere chosen by people living within it. So in a sense, I think what Nagel is saying that it should be beneficial for some outside parties that. Let's say somebody who lives in Canada decides American tax code, or somebody living in America to live to 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 decide Canada tax code. I think what he's inferring is that's that's fair because if you are living in、uh, in that country, if you have a you know a skin in the game, then you will trying to、um, favor yourself, right? So that just drive up the complicity because we are. Insider making choices, making laws for everybody. Now, if we're talking about taxes, we have to talk about private property, right? So, how do we define it? So, according to Nagel, a legal 
convention for private property is defined in part by the tax system, right? So a tax system cannot be evaluated by looking at its impact on private property. A tax must be evaluated as a part of the overall system of property rights that help to create. So in, so in that way, let's say uh, you are building a house in the middle of nowhere, like nobody is claiming that land. That doesn't really you know, like you, like you just cannot price that land. You, you, you just cannot give a proper value because that land is not government owned. Where a, well, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy. So assuming that the land is not government owned, then in a sense that it's hard for them to consider it as a private property because you, you cannot put a value on it. So Nagel thinks that we make salary, right? We do, uh, we do investing, we do retirement savings, we have the internet. We need to, so we need those frameworks for us to make a good living, for us to live a long, prosperous financial life. But a lot of it, we don't realize it's supported by the government, right? And it's supported by taxes. So in a sense that it really comes down to the give and take kind of a relationship between the government and between taxes. So if the government if uh, effects of property rights make it possible, then we can really value the taxes by that way of thinking as well. So there's just another way of thinking is the vertical uh, uh, equity or horizontal equity, right? So I'm kind of getting into a little bit more of a more of the deep into the weeds now. So a vertical uh, equity, what that means is distribution by tax burden. So everyone agrees that the taxation should treat tax player equally, right? So we don't agree that what is the, you know, uh, equitable treatment, right? So horizontal uh, equity, it means that we, we are, all, are on the same level as like a headcount tax, right? Like this, this household has five people. Let's say everybody pays a hundred bucks for taxes and we have 500 bucks, right? So vertical uh, equity, meaning that we need to treat people at the different levels of income, which is what we're doing right now. So which one is one more beneficial? He spent paragraphs discussing that. Um, it just depends, right? Um, in my opinion, like if you are living in a larger society or when you have a more complex society, vertical equity makes sense when you have more party. If you have a more straightforward system, then the horizontal equity one makes sense. So in a sense, guys, like what are the benefits, right? Like if we're talking about taxation, then the question that we should ask is how much a taxpayer benefit from government services? I think this is probably the one that I will spend the most time on is how much should we pay the tax, right? Let's say a sheep farmer in rural uh, Utah compared to a finance person in New York City, how do you, how do you contribute, right? Like a person without a government should be the baseline, right? Like an anarchy person. So if you are saying, okay, let's, let's start fresh in a sense that, okay, a person living on the land with no assistance, that should be the baseline. And then whenever the government is providing you, you pay that in taxes. So let's say, the government provide you a less so bumpy road, you pay taxes for that. Let's say the government uh, provide you a sewage, you pay taxes for that. Let's say the government um, 
provide you with uh, phone lines, then you pay taxes for that. So if you want to build it up like that, then how do we define the idea of welfare, right? So in a sense, uh, how, how do we think about, okay, uh, they use this, the, this book and I kind of think about this examples too, is that let's say a Japanese craftsperson who makes sword like, you know, like 24 seven, that's your family business compared to a high-end chef who, who, who does a hundred tables a day before the pandemic, who, who is contributing more to society, right? It's a person that, uh, that turns out like hundreds and thousands of dollars in a, in a revenue, a, like a, in a week with a person who makes two swords a day, <laughs> right? Or even two swords a month. So that bears the question is how should we measure it? Should we do it? Uh, should we do a proportional tax uh, taxation or how do we determine the tax rate? Should we tax the sheep farmer lower because they require less resources or should we tax the finance person more in New York City because they're they're benefiting from all of our resources, right? Like I would imagine that, you know, the sheep farmer probably don't even own a laptop where, you know, uh, the finance person in New York City probably uh, surround himself with screens and, and uh, analytics and all that stuff. So, so in a sense, if we are thinking about taxation from a, benefit perspective this is not possible to come up with a uh quote-unquote um equitable or um fair way to to figure that out right it's 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 too many moving variables so that's why we kind of resorted to a vertical equity where it serves purpose but there's a lot of wiggle room there to be had Right. So, um, yeah, this it has, has been 10 minutes. I kind of want to end it right here. And tomorrow we will talk about this again and then I'll probably wrap up tomorrow. So, um, all right, guys, hopefully you enjoy this little uh, tax conversation and uh, we we'll go from there. Bye.